0: We spoke about Shmuel comes, so not one of the sons of Mishai, and we see that. Uh, he originally thinks that the eldest son, Eliav, is meant to be the king. He sees him and he says, Hashem And Hashem's response to him was, "Don't look at his physical appearance. Why? Because Hashem said he's not worthy of being a king. Why is not worthy of being a king? So he saw because he gets angry." Um, and cast is a dangerous middle for anybody, but for sure the personal authority is a dangerous middle because uh, <laughs> yeah, the more powerful a person is, the more angry can get him to do things. Now there's a very interesting thing here. And that is, it was something which why a Shmuel Akasaw was the right. We talking about this last time, and it wasn't so obvious that he was the kind per- of person that was angry that Shmuel would see Ha hey, this person has a major character defect. There's something very wrong with him. Other other Shmuel didn't see that. Shmuel didn't see that. Shemuel saw it. And if that's okay, let's ask a question like this. Let's an Alt of this question. And Alt of asked, Was there a tyler on Eliab himself that why did he have a midder Because if obviously Eliyab wasn't so obviously using that middle, that it would notice a little. Shmuel would have seen that too. Which means there must have been something very, very deep down inside yeah. of him. So much so that Shmuel couldn't even pick it up on him. So then was he expected to pick it up for himself? Because I should have had a claim against him, why didn't you work in your past? So the altar wanted to use this as a proof to study a big research. And that is that just like we said by somebody who's sick in your kippah, The of if someone's not in your kippah, you ask a doctor. And the doctor says give him food, we'll give him food. That says, No, he has to so fast for fast. But if the person himself says I need to eat, and the doctor says no, he doesn't, but is, we listen to the khana and we we'll give him food. Why he's not a doctor, and as I learned medicine better than him, I can tell you what this condition is. Mm-hmm. The halakha is, nevertheless, we give the says I need to eat, we give him food. And the reason is the Gumara says levi Which means the person knows himself better than anybody else. So even if five textbooks, this isn't something which he needs to break the fast. the person feels I'm going to die if I don't eat, we believe it. And now we see a similar thing when it comes to medicine, Levi that even if other people can't see a certain bad middle or a certain tendency for a bad middah a person, the most of the person is able to pick it up on their own. And that's the case, even if it wasn't so deep down the uh, middle, buried in the idea that Shmuel couldn't see it, but there was a tiny in the If he had uh, done a proper khashbara nefesh, he would have found that he had this tendency to get angry. And therefore there was a time in him, why didn't he work to correct your anger, which is a big Sometimes, uh, bit uh, uh, sometimes it's someone Need to be something. The hasn't expressed itself yet. Nothing has made it be misogynied. But if a person thinks about himself, he'll find he has that mirror. And how did he do that? This is what he says about the stage of many times. And that is what makes, just like a, a, a situation, when something happens, an mirror uh, can cause a person to act a certain way in response to the situation. A person can simulate that situation. Which means a person can imagine himself in the situation how's he going to respond. And now he'll see how he responds. Does he respond with anger, does he respond with time, does he respond with, with or whatever the middle is going to be? But by, by role, so to speak, role playing the situation and feeling how he reacts to it, he can see himself a deserto. Uh just then as an example. There's a bad middle, a middle of cruelty. Now, uh, so in the source and the that there could be people that have this middle, but they've never done anything in their lives. The people have never harmed the flag, But they have a very strong end of cruelty. Why? Because they imagine if I would do catch this rush, I'll do this to them, I'll do that, and they're like mm-hmm. a kind of role play, whatever kind of cruel things they want to do, they shows that the men is there. Nothing ever caused it to come to act into action, to make it happen. But you see that's what they think about it. and that's how they react to a situation that deep down is that they mm-hmm. inside them. It's, uh, so that, that that's the point we see by Eliyahu, that even if he was not in a position where the anger came to the surface, and uh, Shmuel therefore didn't see it, but uh, Eliyahu himself could have it, that's why Hashem didn't want to visit him. And he can't work on this minute to make sure, it Sure, a person can work on every minute, but first person can find the minute. When a person finds a the then he can start working on Okay, so we get to the last time, to David, we spoke about last time, when originally Yishai didn't want to bring David as a candidate. The family were embarrassed about it, like we saw last time. But when Shmuel said, are there any more brothers? So they understood there has to be David. Now, let's see how the Torah presents David as that's who we were holding. So to get back into the picture, we're holding again in Pericot as Zion. The Apostle best. And so the Apostle says, The way that he's described as. us, so Yishai sends a messenger, and they bring David. And how did David look? who had the Admonia literally means he was red. It's the only other time we find in the Torah. Someone compared to Admonia, it was Asa. He was also considered red. Uh, now, what was red about Asa? It's not clear. In some of our seem to say that he was covered in red hair. So uh, it was like it, it, the Admonia is talking about his hair. And he was, uh, an Ish say, like the positive says, he was a hairy person. So he had hair all over his body, it was all red. So he had a reddish appearance because of his hair. Um, there were those a question who explained, that warning means a skin, he had a very red skin. In other words, uh, and, <laughs> and uh, the, what does it indicate above That a person is very hot-blooded, he's very likely to like, to do, to act and to get angry, whatever it's going to be. So he's literally born red in the face. So the question was, which one of them would describe the Esau? Either way around, they would both be true for Esau, did have a lot of hair, the passage says Esau was the kind of person who was uh, by nature, quick to act and uh, act violently, so that describes the Esav world. But it's interesting; that David may to describe the same way. Admaini, Adka uh, Chazal bring in the midrash they bring. But when Shmuel saw him, he recoiled and he said, "He's an Admaini; he looks like Esav." And David answered that answer was, He has beautiful eyes. And uh, what's the what's the concept of having Yafei uh, with with the beauty in his eyes. So the, the, there are a number of chazals who talk about the the adjective Yifay 9 and what's meant to be, what what's the message that the not is trying to teach us. The simple chat, simple chat is that you can tell a person's nature by two things. You can tell by their appearance sometimes. You can tell by their eyes. When a person is cold, or a person is cruel, or a person is angry, you can turn their eyes also. Um, they always say, looking to the eyes is a reflection of a person's feelings, they get reflected in the person's eyes. Um, I can see many times in it Shoshu, that allusion to the eyes is being a fey uh, And it says a which means it was a contrast to his being an Adwani. Adwani would be the nature of somebody who is quick to act and uh, to act aggressively, on the other hand, his eyes weren't angry eyes. They weren't angry, fierce eyes. They were, they were beautiful eyes. Right, he had a good eye. And therefore, there was a balance. There was a balance. Now, it's very interesting that David had this balance. Because David had two roles to play in his life. On the one hand, David was the warrior of Kal He was the leader of Muhammad, Hashem, and the positive later. And he fought battles his whole life. David knew how to fight, and David knew how to act, and David knew how to kill. And he did. Uh, whether it was a monarch whether it was Amun, whether it was Maya, whether it was Aram, whether it was a Pishtan, David was a soldier, and David fought battles his whole life and he killed like the says, He could David be reverb of tens of thousands of people. So did David have the middle of action and being able to to act and to do and to act with with force if he force to, yes he did. So that, that there was that element of David. On the other hand, it wasn't ruled by Midas. It wasn't ruled by his middle. And that's why a account that nature, it, it was, you couldn't see it in his eyes. His eyes were your fair enough. And uh, there was a difference to Esau. of also had that method of being quick to act and to punish and to attack. But by of he was driven by uh, either power or anger, whatever it was going to be. It was, uh, it was something which was, so to speak, uncontrolled. It was a wildness in Esau's eyes. When he began to die, it wasn't like that. He was, uh, that that the closer contrast it that is the zifayin name. That's simple check. What Chazal say about it, and really Chazal say the same thing in their language, is v'taye b'rayi that Hashem told Shmuel when Shmuel said, "But how can you be a king if the nature of Asa? Hashem says the b'rayi that kol ma'isho esav esav pisan There's an called the Einay Ha'Eda, the ones who who, who, who to speak, see ahead what's important for Chai to do. And David didn't act without the privilege of the And that's against the same thing. On the one hand, David's nature was to act and what to do, you know, the, the appearance of an Admayni. On the other hand, David could control himself, so he didn't act spontaneously. He was always, he, and he said this about himself. They called Master, whatever I did, I was Messiah, it's the Mephiboshis Rabbi, or with Yahya Hariri, whoever is loving and respected as Israel, and he asked him, is this the right thing to do? Is this what we should be and therefore, David didn't act, even if he had the nature of action, he didn't act in And he made it, that was the, the matter of David. As opposed to a king who's too scared to act, who can't take initiative, which he, doesn't, he shouldn't be a leader, David could take initiative. But then there's a danger of a person who does that, that it's going, they're going to act based on their own bad measures, based on whatever whatever's pushing them to act. David balanced that by being very brave which means he always relied on the advice of how he considered his Rabaim or the Sanhedrin before he acted. But that's the first two things. the first two descriptions we have, the first one that he was an mighty. On the other hand, he was a failure. Now, there's a last, a, a third description given for David as well, the Torah. The literally means good-looking which is rare that that's something which the Torah says about a man. Obviously, by a lady, every time it complements uh, the truth, if I stay, if I whatever it's going to be. There's very few times uh, about uh, that. The Torah talks about a man as being uh, looked at good looking. The other example is Joseph, Right, and Yasef, we you know there's a reason for that, because that was uh, what led to It's interesting why this David Amalekh gets described like that. Shall we? In other, in other words, was that a reason uh, that Shmuel would think he should be the king? Was that, was that a reason that Shmuel would think he shouldn't be the king? In other words, is it something which is more likely to be a mikshal to a person or something which is more likely to be a ma'id of a person? Um, so that's the word of the questions. So the first interesting thing is uh, there's a Chazal. Which is brought down by the Fosham here. And the Pasuk, Yere Yeruni Yer Uni, V'yismach. Those who fear, Yere Echo, Yer Uni, will see me and i will be happy. In other words, the Yere Shemaim were happy when they saw David and Emerich. Why? So there's a Chazal that says, and his explanation, there's a Chazal that says that if a person saw David, he didn't forget his learning. Such a famous Chazal, Emerich, Yere Echo, Yer those who fear you, were happy to see me because that would be a reason to remember what they learnt. And that, unfortunately, explain here yeah, that uh, one of the meanings of a Torah, he was good to look at, not because necessarily he was physically beautiful, but for a to- right there was a the benefit to looking at him. Obviously, the question is, what does such a thing mean? the some idea. That if you look at someone you don't forget your learning. Why would that be, a, why would that be something you achieve by looking at somebody? Isn't there a in Shkolan that says that he was as that he while he was learning and he didn't forget the... Oh, so you find, we find some, I think, a, few says, examples, a, few, a few examples, a examples in Shasata, some of ideas, and that is that, uh, the Apostle uh, says that, and there's a way to remember one's learning by seeing his wrath. And by shaykh if you just learn the same from somebody, it doesn't have the same impact on remembering it as if you see a person. Why? Why? So there could be more spiritual explanations as well, but on a simple, uh, easily understandable level, why would it be like that? And the answer is, what helps a person remember is the impact something makes on you. Something which made a very strong impact on you, you're not going to forget. Something which made a very small, slight impact on you, okay, you might remember, you might not. It's not something significant enough that can have made enough of an impact on your mind, you will remember it. Everyone has those significant things that happen to them, or whatever the circumstances were that they'll never forget because it made such a big impact on them. And uh, now, if you read a line in the Sefer, whoever the Sefer, whoever the Bachar of the Sefer was, how much the line is going to impact on you is really depending on you because it's just dry words and a dry Sefer. So, how much is it going to have an effect on you? As much as reading anything else? Maybe something very powerful or something very moving, something which strikes a chord, so because it has an effect on you, you remember it. But after, otherwise, it's just the same black ink on white paper and it's not going to have an impact. But if I would see the person who said those words, and this was something so much, that they said in such a way that it was uh, that I came across something very powerful, something very moving. If a person said something, he was crying when he said it, whatever it's going to be, the impact of how he said it is going to stay with me. I can say it for myself, I don't hear myself. There are certain things my rebrand said, but the way they said it, is I can still hear it, I me mean, be 20 years later. I can still hear it because uh, it was uh, the impact of, what was not just the words they said, but uh, I remember how, where I was, how I saw him, how I heard him, whatever it is, it makes a much stronger in than Americans remember. So that's why i explain to you first, that something you hear the person say has much more impact than something you really say. Now obviously, if people talk a lot, not everything a person says he said with all that emotion, all that power, or that's uh, in a way which is going to influence you, but it has that koyach. It has that koyach. When a person says something which to them is very meaningful, it's going to come across with that power, with that passion, and it's going to make a much bigger influence to in the people that hear it than if you just hear that he what he said or just write, you read what he wrote. It doesn't come across with the same power. Okay, so that's the first. Now we're going to get to the Now it would be the same thing. If you would see somebody work doing um, doing a certain mitzvah. In a way which was mo'or a tremendous experience by you, and seriously, so never they put it in or the way that they did it. You're not going to forget that. I remember myself. I remember when I came to Earth's Yisrael as a mitzvah boy. we were talking a number of decades ago. I was the first time I saw Rishon LeZion I went to his shul to daven and I watched how he said Shema Yisrael. And and I can still see I can still see the, I can still see it in my mind. Shema Yisrael. I would Shema every day. But when you see a person put all the effort into something and you see how the veins bulge on their forehead when they say Hashem, so it makes an impact. And it's only in everything. When you see something which is very powerful, so maybe you remember it. Yeah, so in you simple it. When people saw how David learned, and like the pastor Gemara says, he learned like a lion, it's always clear. Right? Something which uh, you hear a kid, just roaring at the top of his voice in the basement, so they remember it. It had that impact. So uh, what it that about David, Toby Roy was that, not necessarily he had a good-looking uh, appearance physically, but it was good to look at him. If you look at the Khazal, it's because people gained by seeing how David did things, so that he there was a lot to be impressed by. And yeah, people wouldn't forget what they saw David do, that they remember that. And like I said, it's, it's something we can relate to ourselves today also. If you see somebody who does something, it doesn't have to be necessarily the God of the Torah. It could be the other extreme as well. You see the person who's never learnt in their life, and you can see that with all the effort into trying to break their teeth and saying one line without making mistakes, it also has an impact. Whatever it's going to be, the things which have an impact on a person, and those are the things a person doesn't forget so quickly. That's another chap, Rezma Chazal. The Torah Brahi means that there was, it was good to look at him because one would gain from looking at that. And the Sunchat, like I said before, the Sullah is that he was good looking and it's important for a king. Just like we saw about Shah. It says about Shah that he was taller than everybody else, Because we want people naturally to be impressed by the king. And therefore the the, the doesn't necessarily mean he was good looking, as it says by ladies in Tanach and had a beautiful appearance, but rather his personal stature that it was that people would be proud to look at him. He wasn't he was someone who could uh, so to speak could uh, command respect or command people's admiration rather than somebody that uh, people would be embarrassed of. But even with all of that, we see that Shmuel wasn't convinced. Shmuel saw David and it didn't like, naturally hit Shmuel that this is the king. He saw that there was good quality in David, he saw that things he wasn't happy about. So you see that that's why there's like a pay, which means there's a break here in the process, and now there's things would happen. Dove is brought to Shmuel. Shmuel looks at him carefully. Now, like we said last time in the year remember something. Shmuel knew this has to be the king. Shmuel was told, go and appoint the son of Yisheh as the king. He'd been through one of them. He asked Yisheh, are there no more? And Yisheh says, there is one more. Mm-hmm. So Shmuel knew this has to be the king. Yisheh didn't, but he should did know Shmuel was doing But Shmuel did. He'd come to appoint the son of Yisheh. He had disqualified everybody else. So, us, a process of elimination, it had to be Dove. So, we assume Shmuel waiting. As soon as Yisheh comes in, he says, the king. But you see, he doesn't do that because Shmuel wasn't necessarily convinced that, as much as he knew it has to be, but he, he was hesitant and that's why it's upset. He's okay. a David Shmuel's dog comes, Shmuel looks at him and doesn't do anything. And now, of that, by Yom HaShem, HaShem says, So even though Shmuel knew that already, but he needed HaShem to get up and anoint him. He's the one. So he gets the direct instruction from HaShem. And then he, then I'm going to see. Shmuel listens and he knows David is a king. So, Mephashim explained, uh, that Shmuel, obviously remember, he was an old man, he was also got god of he was probably sitting down. Right? And Yishab brought all his sons to, in front of him. And when David comes in front of him, he's sitting and he's looking at David, Shem uh, says to him, Get up, come. Why? Because you have to give covenants to the Melech. And that was the first son that is the king. So you have to get up to to show that you bring Machabed the Melech. Um, that's that's uh, an extra Nakuta, which, why, why, Ashim didn't say Mashayl, anointing, would rather get up in Mashayl. Because uh, you, have to, you have to treat him with the covenant of a king. And the Roshni says, Ki Zehu, he's the one the the question was, it's an unusual Ashan to say. Um, in other words, if you got normally you would say, you just finish the line, okay, this is the one I've chosen. Or this is the one that you meant to line. Zehu seems to be the line in the middle, this is the one who 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 who, who what? This is the one who's meant to be. Um, so that's why Fazala and this positive case, that there's a There's a certain mute. Zehu, this is the one and nobody else. In other words, it wasn't just that he's the king, rather, it's saying exclusive, he's the only one who's going to be the king. Uh, Now, simply that means, because we saw before, Shmuel was hesitant. And now, let's remember something. Shmuel falls to the first son, and Shmuel said, Not him. The second son, Shmuel said, Not him. The third one, Not him. The fourth one, Not him. The fourth one, Not him. The sixth one, Not him. him. They bring in David, and maybe Shmuel's expecting, I'm going to see straight away, this is the one. And Shmuel thinks, This is also not the one. So, okay, so now let's go fight again. And I was obviously wrong, somewhere wrong tonight. And that's why Hashem says, No, he's the one. The other ones that are, aren't, you were right about this. Well, quite funny. Then he is the right one. And we made us so that yaf- you have to so anoint him. That's uh, what the Gemara is derived from it is, that he needs Mashiach and not the other kings after him. And that's the that a king needs to be anointed only if he's the beginning of a night. He's the first king. Whereas the son of a king, Naturally, inherits his father's position. He do not have to anoint him, because he's already roy, so to speak. He's already worthy of it by being the son of the previous king. And as a who began a new dynasty, he was one who got anointed. All the kings after him did need to be anointed because naturally they got the position by being the descendants of them. Okay, so that's the, the, that was the 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 way that Shmuel gets presented the presents presented to him. And Hashem's instruction to anoint him. And that's what he does. From that day onwards, um, the spirit of Hashem rested on David that became a chalik of, like so every time when someone was chosen as a leader, so there was a certain that they got as in order to be a leader, and by anointing David as a king, so they made the, 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 that. Uh, spirit of Hashem, that, that Now we see one last interesting thing. Shmuel's done his job, he's anointed David as a king, he gets up and he goes to the council. Now, this is very different to having the show. When Shmuel anointed Shal, he gave him advice, he gave him instructions, he gave him the word. Here, Shmuel doesn't do any of that. He doesn't uh, compliment David, he doesn't give him that extractions. he doesn't give him and the word, stop, he's done his job and he goes home. And you see at this stage, still, up in the part of them how the parrots began, Shmuel wasn't completely happy. Hashem sent him to do something, actually, he did it. And he did his job, he went back again. But at this stage, Shmuel wasn't yet, he firstly, like we saw, he was still midst tired, but what happened was shocked. And also, with David, it wasn't like naturally Shmuel felt that this is the the, the obvious, so to speak, choice for a king. Uh, he's going to listen to Hashem, he's not. So he annoys David, but he doesn't so to speak, meant to David, he doesn't teach David, he doesn't, uh, uh, like he did for Shal, he brought him to the stage with Shmuel, Shal also we don't find at this stage at least that Shmuel does the same thing for David. Okay, so that's what we're going to see tonight, the, the, the way that David was chosen and how he became the king.